Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a November 13th Sunday episode of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson a writer for BlazersEdge.com and the former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming back every day, I hope, to listen to the latest on your favorite team, whatever there is new stuff to discover. And tonight is one of those nights where we, we learned a little bit more about the Portland Trail Blazers. They are going to be without one of their better players for a little while, Al Farouk Aminu, but they managed to win their second consecutive game with uh, quite the comeback tonight in, in the second half. The Blazers win 112-105 over the Denver Nuggets. Blazers were down 57-50 to at halftime. We're being outplayed by the Nuggets overall, getting out-rebounded. They were letting the Nuggets shoot a pretty high percentage, or at least a higher percentage than they were shooting. And, you know, uh, those things kind of snowballed a little bit, but the Blazers really got a win on the defensive end in a way that I was pretty impressed by. They really put the clamps on the Nuggets down the stretch of this game in the second half. And did so without Aminu, which is one of the things that I questioned that they could do. Could they defend without Al Farouk Aminu? Could they put together a good defensive game without Al Farouk Aminu? It's not to say that doing something against the Nuggets, who are not necessarily a, a team that a lot of people are looking at as a, as a top offensive team or... Uh, you know, someone that you're like, okay, well, we, we, we slowed down the Nuggets, so, you know, pat us on the back. I mean, the Nuggets ha- have actually been one of the worst offenses in the league. So that it, it maybe it should not be a surprise, but I think it was important for the Blazers because they had been one of the worst defenses in the league. And I think defense, you can get into a slippery slope where if you're a bad defensive team, it doesn't matter who you're playing. I mean, teams can score on you in the NBA. And while the Nuggets do not have a a, a very good offensive rating, have not rated out well in offensive categories, and Moutier himself is is kind of struggling still to find his groove in the league at, at this point in his young career, 
he was three for 16 tonight. So take all those things in. I still think you can point to this game for the Blazers perspective as a game where they, they hung their hat on the defense. They got it together. They held it down on that end. Something that they have really failed to do for most of the season so far. They've had a couple of games where they have good defensive performances where they, they hold the, the opposing team under 100. But tonight, uh, they really turned it on in the second half and turned this game around. Uh, the third quarter, which is basically where they won this game, Blazers outscored the Nuggets 36-15 to in this in this third quarter of this game. And... A couple of interesting statistics tonight as well. Uh, we've rightfully made note of the Blazers' poor performance with Evan Turner on the floor. They have not played well when Turner's played. But tonight, the script flipped a little bit. Turner did not shoot well from the field was not a a, a pretty game shooting-wise, 5 for 17, Evan Turner, but the Blazers were a plus 8 when Turner was out there. Obviously, single-game plus-minus can uh, be kind of a volatile statistic, but Turner also had 5 assists and 5 rebounds, and while he did not shoot a high percentage from the field, at least they played well when he was out there on the floor. The Blazers... They Blazers changed up their rotation tonight a, a little bit. They it was they did give run to Layman and Vonley earlier in the game, but really eight guys got the lion's share of the minutes tonight. And perhaps this may be it's hard to tell whether th- this rotation was a byproduct of the matchup and the fact that the Nuggets keep. Uh, a big man, a traditional big man in the in, in the traditional, you know, back to the basket type of guy, a guy that can post up, that they keep a guy like that on the floor at all times, and perhaps that's a factor. But they had eight guys play over twenty minutes, and Turner, I think, made the most of his minutes out there. He played nearly thirty minutes, which is a little bit more than he had been playing recently. Turner has struggled and I think the Blazers have noticed that and and they've wanted to they they whether they've wanted to or not they have curtailed his minutes and they played better tonight with 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 Turner out there they were a plus 8 Turner Turner had a finally for the first game and I can remember uh Turner did not have the team's worst plus minus and the Blazers really just had, I, I think they're in an interesting place because without Aminu, they need to figure out ways to win games without their best defensive player. And one of the suggestions that I had and Lehman got a, a little bit of run tonight played in the first half and then played a little bit as well in in garbage time when the game was basically over but i my theory was hey you know you get a shooter out there like layman and maybe he gets the offense going and if you make some shots and and you get rolling a little bit then that turns into 
improved defense and and better energy. And and Stotts talked about how he believes in he believes in that theory that one thing feeds the other. If you've played basketball, it's hard not to believe in that theory that when you are making shots, it's easier to lock in defensively. But uh, they decided to go with more Turner in this game and. I, it worked out for them tonight. It, the matchup just could have been the right matchup, but they they figure it out, and, and, and it seems like, well, maybe this isn't the recipe going forward, but they can maybe find a little bit of, not necessarily comfort, but it, it's a sign that may, not all with Turner is lost. I think that the team themselves are very confident that the the guys that they have will work together because they all get along and they're a good group of guys. But right so far this season, it just hasn't really clicked on, on, on the second units. And, you know, it, it's still going to take time. It's it, the Blazers played well with those units out there tonight, but Denver's not a good team. Denver's not going to be a team that makes the playoffs. This is a game that the Blazers should win and should win handily. They, really need to beat teams like Denver. And the fact that they needed Damian Lillard to hit a game winner and CJ McCollum to have a huge second half in Denver in the first week of the season was that that was tough, but that was a road win. And and tonight they, they get another tough win where they were sluggish. Maybe they shouldn't have won. Maybe they weren't the best team out there for the whole entire game, but they were the best team when it mattered the most. And Damian Lillard, I, I think, deserves a lot of credit for that. He had 32 points tonight, again, going over 30. He also has eight, he also had eight rebounds, excuse me, and six assists. Dame has scored 37 times so far this season. And pretty wild statistic from the Blazers about Damian Lillard's Tonight, he, he scored 32 points, and that is the 55th time in his five-year career that he has scored, Damian Lillard, 30 points or more. And he's tied for the fran- in the franchise list for most 30-point games with Sidney Wicks and LaMarcus Aldridge already. So uh, Aldridge was here for, I believe it was eight years eight or nine years, excuse me, if, 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 I'm, if I don't have it exactly correct, but Lillard in just a little over half the time that Aldridge was here already tied with him for the for, for 30-point games in franchise history. Lillard, uh, maybe this is a hot take, but I, I think he's got a real good chance to, to get to the top of the list before it, it, it's all said and done. He's, he's fourth right now. Uh, on the list tied with those guys, and I'm sure he's going to get his 56th 30-point game pretty soon because he, he he's that good. He's on a mission. He's putting the team on his back, and even though he didn't shoot the ball well tonight from the field, he did something that uh, I think a lot of folks have have either criticized him for not being able to do it or just said that, Maybe he should. He needs to add this to his game if he really wants to ascend to superstar level. And he got to the free throw line tonight 15 times and made all 15 of his shots at the free throw line. And and Lillard has been doing 
a much better job when he turns the corner and gets explosive. When he gets to the paint, he just knows how to draw contact a little bit more. I think he's taking fewer, harder hits to the deck. And this hasn't been something that he just worked on this year. I, I think this is something that Lillard has worked on for a while, trying to figure out ways to not take such big blows, trying to figure out ways to use the the chaos that sometimes follows him to the rim to his advantage because teams it, you can't just just can't stay in front of him and and Lillard did not shoot the ball well tonight from the field overall but he shot the ball well from three and he shot the ball well from the line and he also is continuing to do other things that aren't in the stat sheet he had eight rebounds tonight he had six assists he also had four steals so. Lillard's MVP talk is is continuing to back you know he's continuing to back up any considerations that people are having for him to be an MVP candidate. It, it it's not going to be easy, especially with the way you know certain teams are playing. But I I, I was saying that, but now you look at the standings and suddenly Oklahoma City has lost three straight and. If, if the Blazers just keep stringing wins together and, and they stay on, on San Antonio's heels, granted, the Clippers are, 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 are right now, they're, they're, they're really the keeping, they're, they're pacing the Western Conference right now at 9-1, at and, and, and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin are both there. But I, I do think that when you, when you talk to people around the league, there is a little bit of a, a discussion. So there, there is a discussion a lot when you talk about the Clippers about who the best player is. I don't think it's all that clear whether it's Blake Griffin or Chris Paul, which one deserves the most credit for the Clippers' success. I, I think if a lot of people will will differ on that, and a lot of smart people, and I think with the Blazers, you know that it's Damian Lillard, and I think in that sense, the only guy that I think he really would have to worry about, or he has a couple of guys that he's got to worry about, but I think James Harden, Russell Westbrook, you know those guys, but if Portland can stay ahead of them in the win-loss column, then that gives him the leg up. The team, I think, that will, and the player that will per- probably make his case a little bit harder is going to be the Spurs and Kawhi Leonard because the Spurs are right now at 7-3, and three, and... Uh, I, I was a doubter about the Spurs, how they would be without Tim Duncan. It is really early in the season, but right now they're 7-3. and three. They're playing well on both sides of the ball. And, and Kawhi Leonard is just, he's one of the best players in the league, one of the best wings. He's one of the few guys in the league that can truly go toe-to-toe with LeBron James. He, he, he truly is one of the league's special talents, and... That that's going to be a tough guy for the Blazers to or for for Lillard to kind of knock off. But when you look around the league and you look at the the standings right now, the Blazers are giving Lillard a great chance. And I I think the prevailing wisdom is that the Golden State guys are going to cancel themselves out. Mo Harkless again, in addition to Lillard and McCollum, McCollum had twenty one points tonight. Did not shoot all that well from the field, but did shoot well from three. But He's doing his part, had four assists as well. And I think when it comes to Lillard and McCollum, you can't really always judge them on their field goal shooting because they create a lot of problems and they create a lot of openings for their teammates that may not show up in the stat sheet and just 
are, are stresses that other teams have to worry about when they're coming off, even if they're missing shots. And neither one of them shot all that well tonight. McCollum was nine for 23 from the field. Lillard was seven of 18, but, and, and, and Turner didn't shoot all that well either, but all of them really did their part. And it, it was one of the better games tonight, but it, it, it had to turn around. You know, they didn't start playing all that well. Myers Leonard got the start again tonight with 11 points. Four rebounds, two assists. As I mentioned, Mo Harkless continues to play well. 17 points, six rebounds, two blocks. Mason Plumley also with the solid game. But the the Blazers, it, it seems like they're just keeping their head above water right now, which is a lot of times what you have to end up doing in the 82-game season. You're, you're not going to be like the Clippers or like Golden State last year. You, you're not going to... For, for most teams, it, it's going to be like this where you're going to be fighting, you're going to be slogging through, it's, it, you're not going to be playing your best basketball, and the Blazers aren't playing their best basketball. But to be 7-4, and four, to be a half game out of third behind San Antonio, to be where they are, despite the fact that they're playing average offense and below average defense, and they're not really doing a good job of keeping ball handlers in front of them, they're one of the worst teams right now in the league at allowing shots at the basket, and... That they're making up for it in some ways. Their corner three defense has been pretty good, but their defense overall has not been good. You know, you can pick and you can cherry pick statistics here and there where the Blazers look like they might be a good and respectable defense, but the truth of the matter is they haven't been. And tonight was a step forward, I thought, even though Denver is not a good offensive team. They really turned it up defensively and turned it up defensively with a lineup that I, I did not think could really play good defense. Myers Leonard, Mason Plumley, Mo Harkless, C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, which is it's a little bit of a variation of the starting lineup that they had last year. Obviously, Aminu was in the lineup, but Myers Leonard, if you remember, was the starting power forward at the start of last season, and he was at power forward again tonight. The Blazers had a lot of success with it on both ends of the floor. Myers Leonard did score offensively. He did. He was one for six from the field, but it made his offensive presence felt in other ways, and the Blazers as a whole played well defensively. Kenneth Fareed starts for them, not really a stretch four. He's not really a guy that's going to force Myers Leonard to guard him out on the perimeter and 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 run with him. He he, while he is really athletic and a little and more athletic than Leonard and quicker, he's not a guy that's going to use his quickness to exploit you on the perimeter in ways that I think sometimes Leonard can get caught up in. And so the matchup worked well tonight. Going to be interesting to see how the Blazers play it when they face the Chicago Bulls on Tuesday. They play Taj Gibson at the four. It is another player who is not necessarily your traditional big man. It's Taj Gibson and Robin Lopez in the middle. So I think we may see Myers Leonard start once again. Can't say for sure that this is going to be the trend moving forward for the Blazers because I think Stotts is a tinkerer, especially when it comes to the regular season because there's every team is so different. Teams throw so many different looks at you and put you into so many different places. And I think right now the schedule has just given the Blazers teams with front courts that don't stretch the floor and Leonard can, can can be comfortable and and is a little bit more effective. And I think in those situations and 
tonight he he was got the start and I think he's going to get the start again against the Bulls against a Gibson Lopez front court. So uh, Myers Leonard is going to be in the rotation and you know whatever happens with the back end of that rotation is going to be interesting tonight. Turner gets more of the minutes than he had previously. Layman, not as many minutes. Ed Davis, a little bit more time on the court as well. Noah Vonley got some run, but ultimately, you know, not really a major part of the rotation. So that's going to be fluid, but I think you can definitely credit the Blazers tonight for turning this game around on the defensive end, really locking in against the Nuggets and taking advantage of the fact that they were playing a team that's not great offensively and taking the opportunity as a team that has struggled defensively to really make some strides on that end. So the the Blazers take it home, well, take it at home, excuse me, 112-105 over the Denver Nuggets. They come from behind after trailing at halftime, a third quarter where they beat the Nuggets 36-15, to was the difference in this one. Damian Lillard with another 30-point game. And the Blazers, as much as I've ragged on them for playing bad defense and for playing average offense and for their second unit not really clicking, they're 7-4 and four and a half game out of third. So uh, got to give a lot of credit to, to the Stars that are kind of pulling a lot of the weight. And uh, – also to Terry Stotts for making the right adjustments, especially in the immediate aftermath of losing Al Farouk Aminu for at least a couple of weeks. So uh, that's going to be it for this episode of Locked On Blazers. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn FM, Google Play, and you should definitely leave us a five-star review if you like what you've heard. Tell fr- tell friends about this podcast if they're Blazer fans. Tell them you know that we give you the analysis, we give you the breakdowns, and we give it to you more than anybody. So uh, keep listening. If you listen to us on FanRag Sports, thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on any of those channels that I just mentioned, and keep coming back. The Blazers play again on Tuesday before they hit the road for a long road trip where they'll be facing some some pretty tough teams and and, and really it'll be their their longest extended road trip thus far uh in the early season so uh stay tuned right here to lockdown blazers stay subscribed the blazers move to seven and four with a 112 105 victory over the denver nuggets takes a lot to get excited about a bag but most bags can't save you 20 percent on auto parts that's 20 percent off headlamps 20 percent off oil filters 20 percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17